Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Hello, Seth and Melanie. How are you? Welcome to the VLC podcast. Yeah, how's it going? Glad to be here. Yeah. We just want to let everyone listening know that um, Seth and Melanie's background is like super badass. They've got like skulls and it's very professional. And we're in the spare bedroom and there's like a box that hasn't been opened for quite some time. So we're in awe of your set up. Just saying. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hey, we we get it. Like we had a shoe closet for a very long time. Five years. That's how we rolled. One time. Hold on. One time we did a podcast in an igloo. Uh, You guys can go (laughs) find it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, It it, it snowed here out in Seattle and we literally made an igloo. And I said, hey, let's get our gear and go record an episode in igloo. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) That's so Canadian of you. Literally just going to say that. We should just start talking. And we're not even that. Canadian. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, like, oh my God, right. amazing. I think okay. so. Well, Seattle <laughs> did just get an NHL hockey team. The uh, the Seattle Kraken are coming in next year. So we do have we do have a real... Have so, no, Seattle never had a no. hockey team. Mm-mm. Well, back it's in the day, I think name. they did, but- I love the Kraken. Yeah, I love that. I think it's... Now, do you love it because of Clash of the Titans or do you love it because of the rum? Well, both. I mean, let's... But she loves it because of Pirates of the Caribbean. I love yeah, it. Like, I was just going to say, there's right. a third option here. Sorry, <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about Johnny Depp. <laughs> let's okay. Our, um, our oldest son's name is Mariner. So we're all about like nautical things and mm-hmm. like sea stuff. So I love that. Nice. Our son's Cooper, which believe it or not, is the, t- is the person who, who builds barrels for whiskey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so we fun. took that into account. Yep. I'm yeah. just we didn't, know, we didn't know that when we called him Cooper, but when we found out afterwards, now we tell people that's why he's a Cooper because I like right. drinking whiskey. <laughs> right. And I don't even like drinking it. whiskey that much. <laughs> right. Okay. We're just a bunch of liars it. here on right, uh, I know, here right. Ontario. We would uh we'd love to give our listeners um a little bit of a rundown about who you guys are. So would you like to just kind of introduce what what you're about? Give us the 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 elevator pitch. Such a yeah, way. absolutely. Know, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, but no, it's cool. So uh, my name is Seth. This is Melanie. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have been for about 15 years. And we are uh, the creators of the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. We also have Anatomy of Sex, which is a lot of fun. 
And then yeah, also is. anatomy of family. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and then uh, anatomy of sex and the anatomy of family, they go together. Right. Uh, but uh, we went through some super crazy shit. And when I say that, I'm like, okay, I got a black eye from Melanie right. and there was some craziness. We both wanted to kill each other. And we turned that whole thing. Mind you, I was a, a marriage and family therapist during this time uh, and still am. So we turned this whole thing into wait a minute, we got to turn this into a podcast and document all this stuff because we got through all this bonkers stuff. And now we're on the other side. Right. Other people can do it too. Right. So. And a huge part of our journey is that when we were going through the hardest part of our marriage, we were looking for resources and everything was like so fake. Like, yeah. here's how you honor and love your husband. Yeah. I'm like, I don't give two shits about him. I just don't want a freaking divorce. Like, right. how? where's the book for that? And so that's really why we made our show because we're like, we like this has to be out here for somebody because yes. we needed it so badly. And and again, that's why we made the sex podcast and the mar- or family podcast as well. Because that, I mean, parenting is really freaking hard. So uh, sex and intimacy can be so challenging for mm-hmm. people. So we just are like the most raw and authentic Authentic, hence the badass skulls and all. Yes, of the I love it. Raw, authentic vibes. So yeah, hey, I sound like I sound. I feel like we're listening to ourselves minus know, the black super, eye because I don't think we rare. got to that level. You're, right. And I just <laughs> mentally, I was there, um, but right. I feel like you could have. I feel like you really could have done it. <laughs> right. I'm just yeah. really fast, and you know that. Well, I would say, <laughs> I would say that creating a podcast to talk about those three topics, and then having those three individual podcasts, all being number one rated podcasts. Mm -hmm. I think your hypothesis that other people need to hear this is accurate. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. I I would say so. I want to know because you guys, you guys have three podcasts. When, when are you three podcasts and three kids? Like, right. We struggle. Don't we? (laughs) Right. Yeah. This is like our whole world. This is literally everything revolves around our show, Uh, but it's, it's a really, uh, it's been a really big gift in our family because we're constantly working on ourselves. Yeah. Three podcasts a week. We are constantly Mm -hmm. talking about how to navigate things and we do coaching with clients. So yeah, there's a lot there. And I do want to say Mm -hmm. with the black eye thing, like I legit gave him a black eye. It's terrible. We've got a picture of it, Um, but which is even sounds weirder. Like that sounds so weird that we (laughs) Uh took a picture, but we were doing a workout challenge. It just, I happened to deck him when we were doing a workout challenge. And so we have a picture of it, but anyway, at conferences, when we speak about that, <laughs> if people don't know our story, no joke, more than once, I have gotten a round of applause from the wives when I say, oh and I gave Seth a black eye. They go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> Finally, God. Finally, someone did. So, which is like, oh, is that bad or is but, it good? <laughs> but with that, so, okay, domestic violence is not right. a joke, yeah, no, clearly. And yeah, we're not right. minimizing any of that. She yes. should not have done that, no, no, obviously. No, no. You know, not not cool. However, like when women cheer, right. what are they actually thinking? Uh, mm-hmm. Not like, oh, they think domestic violence is good. I'm not going there. I'm right. saying, wait a minute. If they're in the constant state of, hey, I have this conflict between my husband, then people need to talk about that. Right. You, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? So that, in, in a sense, sure, it's it's funny to a degree, but then, wait a minute, somebody, marriages out there are holding on to a lot of crap mm-hmm. that they have right. to process, they have to... Uh, um, go go through right, right. Uh, so i don't know if that's their first reaction is like oh my god so does that mean like i have that ability or whatever there's obviously right. a conversation that needs to be talk- i get it well i think i yeah. think physical violence is the last form of suppressed 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so many people hold things in internally. And we, we had a podcast not too long ago where they were talking about the reason men don't live as long as women is they don't die of heart attacks. They die of broken hearts. They just hold on, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, and yeah, I think, talk about it. I think you get these compound, uh, these compound issues that over time eventually leak out. Do they leak out in, in physical violence, in verbal violence, or some, some sort of explosion. And in your case, I would assert that that looked like a, like a roundhouse fist to the face, right? Uh, yeah. which, yeah. you know, and I, I do appreciate you not minimal and uh, not stepping over the fact that that domestic abuse yeah. is not something to cheer for. And mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. There are a lot of people in this world that are at that level and don't know how to express mm-hmm. it. So if you can break that down and break down and break down, break it down, we get to the source of it. So great job. I love great. it. I love it. You guys yeah. obviously are doing fantastic. We're so happy to have you. Now you are marriage counselors, but you, you do speak to marriages on how to live successful lives as couples both Mm -hmm. in the bedroom, out of the bedroom with the family. And you're also human beings, as we just found out. We'd love to do, (laughs) we'd love to hear, we'd love to hear, um, again, we know how much you love each other. We'd love to hear how annoying you are (laughs) with each other. So is there something that one of you does that annoys the other person on either on a regular basis or just this week? Yes. Every day. Yeah. Every day count. Every day. I told Seth the other day that he has laundry blindness. Like I swear the man cannot see a mess. Even last night I asked him very nicely. Can you please clean up the supper stuff? Like we made, we had tacos. Can you clean it up? He's like, yeah, I'll clean that up. I come out this morning. There's like a sliced avocado. There's just shit everywhere. I'm like, are you sure you're not married to Ryan? Right. No, I might be. (laughs) <laughs> Laundry blind. I mean, we, so we too had tacos yesterday we had and tacos, there were avocados and left out. Clean up and there's still five loads of laundry that I've asked him to do like for three weeks now. So right. Right. Like I will fold all the laundry and I, I have done this very much on purpose where I like lay it on the top of the washer and dryer, like all folded. And I'm like, how long can it sit there? Like, it's just oh, a yeah. game I play with myself. And sometimes it's literally days. We'll see. Then sometimes I'm like, Oh, socks. I yeah. have bare feet. I'll socks grab there. These, these ones on the washer and dryer. <laughs> there you go. Right. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm saving time from taking the socks to the, right. to the but uh, I do love dresser. You. I love you too. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is a great question, by the way, this is really fun. And I love it when things are humanized, like, right. Oh, that's a dude or that's a lady too. Okay. Yeah. So am I. So I love you, but I don't understand. So we, we do coaching, right? High performance marriage coaching and our clients get summaries after, after the fact, right? Which is a detailed list of all this stuff. And I swear that you take 8,000 years for one thing. (laughs) You say, Hey, I'm going to go do the summary. Right. And then two hours later, I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, okay. Where have you been? And then she's like, yeah, I'm just finishing up the summary and then click the door shuts again. I'm like, what is going on? It does not take two and a half hours to write one coaching summary. I appreciate your diligence and your heart for our clients. However, what you doing? I'm a better coach than you. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm yeah. the highest performance coach. There That's right. Go. Okay. Nice of try. the high performer I feel coaches. Like, though, if I may, she, Melanie is probably like, she's, she's already written the summary. And then she's like, oh, she looks over and there's probably a bunch of laundry she needs to do. And then she's like, well, I got to take that in. And then she's like, oh, you know what? I didn't sign up for that kid's email for the school. Actually, I forgot. Right. And then she actually has done 45,000 tasks in that time frame. <laughs> and that's like, where have you been? Melanie's like, right. I just wrote a dissertation. So. Right. <laughs>
Have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. <laughs> embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage and toasted coconut and for new customers the lumi starter pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant cream tube deodorant two free products of your choice and free shipping don't miss out as our special offer you get five dollars off lumi starter packs with code tlc at lumideodorant.com that's right over 40 percent off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code tlc that's l-u-m-e deodorant.com control your body odor anywhere with lumi I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. I was going to say, I didn't know if I was allowed to like talk about it, but I'm like, I, it takes me 700 hours because the kids come in like a, yes. it's like a, right. it's okay. like a freeway yeah. of kids going, Hey mom, did you hear about Fortnite? Hey mom, uh, have you For seen sure. my kneecap? Hey mom, have you, <laughs> have you seen my kneecap? <laughs> yes, I've seen it. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I'm three. I got a kneecap now. Finally. I know. I know. <laughs> right. Now that's awesome. <laughs> that is so true. And you know, I, I can't help but step in a little bit here and defend you know, I feel like I'm getting personally attacked here, so (laughs) I can't help but step in and say the reason for me, and I'm only speaking for myself here, the reason for me that that laundry can sit on top of the washer and dryer nicely folded and neat for so long without us really noticing it is because we're very, I'm very goal oriented. And if that's, that's like a blinder to me. So if I'm walking out the door, I'm going to get out Mm. the door. I'm not going Mm. to pass the things I'm getting to the door. And so right. I can go to my bedroom. There can, my bedroom can be an absolute disaster. The intention that I have is to go to bed. So I go to my bed and I go to sleep. I wake up and my intention is to go to the washroom and then leave the bedroom. Yeah. I can literally avoid all of that mess because my intention has nothing to do with any of that. He's dead serious. Right. He sleeps beside you put it on the dryer. I will put his clothes on his bed 
like on, on our bed and he literally yeah. sleeps like beside them. I'll bend my knee. I'll bend my knees and fit in beside it. <laughs> <laughs> that happened last night. I was like, wait a minute. There's a pair of folded pants here on my side of the bed. Hmm, what do I do? I actually put them away, but oftentimes I just pick them up and put them on top of the dresser, right. not yes. in the drawer kind of thing. But I, I love what you're saying there because I, I I do that too. Like guys, oftentimes not to stereotype, but with, with therapy clients and with coaching clients, I have found, uh, guys are more, um, goal oriented. And, and we see this in conversations too, uh, where our, where arguments happen within couples, the wife, uh, comes to the husband with something or the, the partner and says, Hey, this and this and this, and guys, we go to direct fix it mode, but often what the, our, the opposite partner's wanting is like, okay, sometimes I want you to fix stuff and that's fine. But other times, let me just process this with you. I don't need answers. I don't need solutions. I just need to process this out loud. And I'm kind of getting to the point here. I am very fixer oriented, goal oriented in, even in the fact with my own stuff, like I can go, Oh, wait a minute. I forgot this thing in my car, like my computer charger or something like that. Go out to the car, get it and go, Oh man, there's trash in the car. Hmm. And I, and I have a phrase, you don't know this cause I've never talked about it. I have a phrase cause I see, Oh, well I could clean the car right now, but I have to get the charger cause I'm going to do an email stuff and my computer's dying. Oh, wait a minute. I tell myself, see a piece of trash in the car. I say, I'm not in the business of cleaning my car right now. <laughs> I say this to myself. I'm not in that business right now. I'm on this business. So let me go. Right. So if I'm okay, say it's a Saturday, I have to mow the lawn. There's an ass loaded laundry on the thing. I'm, I'm not, not in the, in the business of business. laundry right now. Yeah. I'm in the like business that. of mowing the grass or something. And it's just a thing that I say to myself <laughs> because I can really like I'm fairly ADD, right? right and I can yeah. really get sidetracked with like, oh, oh man, there's a piece of trash there. Well, if I do this, I might as right. well do this and right. go get the vacuum and take out the floor mats and wash and wax the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, great. I didn't send those emails that I you know, was right. supposed to send seven days ago. So I try to remain in the business of being in the business that I'm in. Right. That's that makes sense. I like that. It's being present with what the intention is. And I feel like as human beings, there's always something to do over and above what you're doing. And if you allow those pieces of ooh, piece of candy, if you allow those little things to, to pull you away from what it is that you intend to do, you'll get nothing done. I also say that because when I say that it saves me from doing the things like the laundry and what I, what doesn't make sense to me. And I've never tried, I can't figure this out. I truly believe that if you're doing five things, you'll never do anything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, we don't have an option. There's no choice. You ain't going to do all five of them. So, Oh my God. I love that Seth was talking about how he's a fixer because I often call Ryan Ray Donovan in terms of like, he's just the fixer of things. And we've come up with um, kind of a conversation where if I've had like a shitty day, I now know that I need to predicate the conversation with, listen, I don't want you to fix this. I don't want any advice. I just want you to mm -hmm. listen so I can vent it out. And then you can tell me I'm right about everything, even if I'm not. This right. is not one of those fixable conversations because I think it's mm -hmm. so funny. It's like I, we're literally looking in the mirror. Everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, that's what we just talked about. Oh my God. Now you guys are you're coaches. So now you guys are coaches, not advisors. And there's a big difference between telling someone what to do and letting them discover what there is to do. Can you just mm -hmm. describe to me what coaching is all about in marriage because it's mm -hmm. not counseling it's not advising it's coaching and being a high performance coach is is a niche uh, category can you describe to me what marriage coaching is all about 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So I, like I said, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have been for about 15 years and therapy is different from coaching by, you know, therapy. Oh, how does that make you feel? And let's go back to your childhood and all this stuff. It's, it's very essentially uh, repairing wounds that are open, right? Okay. We're going to take this slow. We're going to go through this. What? So uh, that's, that's therapy, right? But with coaching, we do find ourselves, um, well, let me, let me oh, okay, say it like this. So you go to therapy to heal something, just like if you broke your knee and mm-hmm. you're a runner, you go to, you go to physical therapy, right? You go get a coach. If you want to win the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? Coaches push you every top athlete, every top race car driver, every top, whatever of whatever field has a coach, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to make more money, have better sex, have a wonderful family life, you want to, you know, start a business, do all these, that's what you get coaches for. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're not, yes, yes, we, and yes. Right. Like right. we'll help people heal some things and process stuff. Cause we have that background. Seth is a therapist and been a therapist for years. Um, but really the ultimate goal is I don't really care what your feelings are about something. What the hell are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And if the yeah. thing you're going to do doesn't get you where you want to go, why are you doing that? Right. Right. Coaches so coaching, coaching is a high level of accountability. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we, we talk to our clients, not every single day. Sometimes we do. Uh, and that's not like an hour long conversation. It's right. a quick text. Like, Hey man, what's going on? Give me mm-hmm. a status update. How are those things going? Oh, it's going great. Or right. like, Oh, I blew it today. Okay. Why'd you blow it? What's the deal? Right. And then, so there's uh, that level of accountability, encouragement, and actually push I call it empathetic encouragement. I guess I just kind of made that up, but it's <laughs> but like, he it he made it up, but he calls it that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that, I, so that weird. it's the idea of that. Like, new wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It. Right. New program. <laughs> 297 today. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, or, or $97. I don't know. But anyway, um, it's, it's pushing folks because we know that we did it and we had right. a coach too and, yeah. and and spent a bunch of money and right. made that investment so now we can say hey you can do this what's the difference between you and I there's not really right. any difference except we were pushed and we chose mm-hmm. to change our lives change our marriage change our family mm-hmm. in that way so we know that other people can do it and first m- one of my favorite quotes is uh Vincent van Gogh uh, you know the artist and he said we first must experience what we want to express and that's not saying like oh I need to you know cut my ear off and then start painting or anything like that. But it does make it such a a, a well-rounded, more in-depth experience. Like, like, wait a minute. She punched me in the face. I wanted to die. She wanted to kill me. All these things. We wanted a divorce, but we, we also had two kids at the time. We know what that feels like. And we got to the other side. We put our, like our, our long-term vision and desires above our immediate feelings. Mm-hmm. And then we got through it. Mm-hmm. And that, so, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. We've been there. We understand how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's nothing better than getting on the other side of that and looking back and be like, oh my gosh, we did it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, we did it. And we created that. Nobody did it for us. It's, I don't put this responsibility on my therapist. Like we did that work. Yeah. So we obviously love coaching. And what I love about it is it's work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you think about, I never really put it into the, you guys put it in a, a pretty good perspective for me. And obviously this is what you do. So I'm sure that you've <laughs> answered that question before, but you think about like the, the greatest athletes in the world, the Tiger Woods of the world, the Michael Jordans of the world, even the Wayne Gretzky's of the world, they hire people to be better. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of couples, um, they're, they're either not happy or content. 
Mm-hmm. We we found that the clients who come on board with us, the clients that have the highest success rates are exactly those clients. Mm-hmm. We want to elevate this. And is it her fault or is it his fault that I'm like kind of feeling like in shit town and like sorry for myself? No, it has a lot to do with you mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then when clients go, oh, wait a minute. Okay, it does mm-hmm. have more to do with me than it does with her or him. Let us do this together. And then boom, they're just jamming on everything. The bit like our dream clients are people who are like, I know there's more. I know Mm -hmm. I can do more. We can do more. I can feel it. I I just don't know how to get there. Those are our dream clients. Mm -hmm. They're like ready to be badasses. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. We have a lot of friends who um, I feel like they got to the level that we just described and then let contentment be what it was and then lost themselves in that contentment Mm-hmm. And now there's something wrong, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Then now they're in this mm-hmm. world of morality of I'm right, she's wrong, he's right, he's wrong, I'm right. And then they don't know how to navigate from that. And they keep going, well, we used to be fine. Everything used to be fine. Everything used to be great. But I feel like when you hit this level of contentment, mm-hmm. if you don't strive for something greater or and you're not working on, as you guys described, like a future fulfilled, working your way towards that ultimate goal, then it, it just gets stagnant. And I feel like there's so many people in this world that struggle with the idea of asking for help or asking for support or seeking a coach because to them, and this is what I'm hoping that you guys can just diminish and and crush right now, to them, they think if I go to Mm. you, I'm saying there's something wrong with us when that's not actually true. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. That that's not true at all. That is that is the 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 great misnomer, right? And one of the things that I uh, it, it's a quote. I don't know where it came from, but oftentimes, and us guys do this a lot. And again, not to stereotype, but just like looking at the data, we think, oh, we can white knuckle it. We can do it ourselves. I'm independent. Bootstraps, all that stuff. And if we could have done it, if we could have fixed our marriage by now, if we could have been in a different place by now, if we could, if we could do it alone, then guess what? We would have already done it. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we think we can do this. Oh, if I can just get this, let me just read this book or listen to this podcast or like, you know, let me just do this workout program or save a thousand dollars here. Oh, wait, if I can just do that. But it's always, it's just perpetually if I could just, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get a coach, they're like, hey, that's bull crap. I'm not buying that excuse. I see this. You're killing it here. Let's Let's continue to do that and pour some jet fuel on mm-hmm. it. Right. And uh, it, it's kind of like what we see with um, mental health, at least I think it may be a slightly different in Canada just because the culture is, is a little bit different. But in, in the States, it's like mental health has such a stigma around it. Like, oh, if I go and talk about anxiety or depression, what kind of man am I? What kind of relationship do we have? If we have to go talk to somebody we don't even know, we should be able to figure out this stuff on our own because my mom or dad did it this way or whatnot. But you know, uh, chances are your mom or dad were hiding some stuff too, and they didn't have the best marriage that right. you thought they were. I mean, you know, some some couples do. That's fine, but it's really crushing those 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 false narratives that we all have around getting help is actually a sign of strength. Yeah. If I can just as an individual go, wait a minute, I'm good at this and this and this, this thing I'm not good at. I have the self-awareness. I have the, um, I'm pushing my ego out of the way. I need help on that. That is a real sign of strength Mm -hmm. because guess what? If I'm strong in these other areas and I tweak this and elevate myself in that, 
I'm going to be that much more stronger. We're going to have that much more of an enriched, um, uh, intense marriage, like intense, the type of intensity we want. Right. Right. And, and when people come to us with that idea behind it, boom, they're just off to the races and that's like fun. It's engaging. And they have the, the highest rates of uh, success. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Could you guys give us a little, I don't know if this is like cheating because you're not actually coaching someone, but can you give maybe the listeners a couple tips, just like a few of them that you would maybe give homework to in your mm-hmm. clients to improve communication, to improve marriage, just like actual practical tips that you find mm-hmm. have a really good response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things to do with coaching clients is to draw their awareness to the patterns that are being the patterns that are not helping their marriage and to really draw awareness, but also so almost like, uh, what's that called? Externalize that. Mm-hmm. So uh, for example, we have a lot of clients who, if they are in a place that's not healthy in their marriage and they're like, they're coming to us, not of like, yeah, I want to be a badass, but they're like, man, I can't, we can't figure this out. And they're mm-hmm. just in a cycle of being mad. Mm-hmm. We talk about like, okay, let's figure out where is all of this anger coming from? Like, is it in your living room? Is the anger behind the closet in the bedroom? Is it in the laundry room? Like, where is it? Oh, it's actually in you. Like every mm-hmm. time you get mad and you say it's their fault, that is a lie. It's not their fault. You are the person that got mad. Mm-hmm. And then you put it onto them trying to make them solve your frustration, mm-hmm. right? So we we do a lot of um, super practical things like that, like outlining, if this is a cycle that you keep falling into, ask yourself, how does it serve you? How does it mm-hmm. serve you to get mad and then scream at your husband, right? Yeah. Where is that anger coming from? Who is in charge of it? Like mm-hmm. that's one practical way, but all of our coaching um, action plans are custom to each client. That's why yeah. they take a hundred hours. Another thing, <laughs> Because I have a hundred hours, right? While you're doing the emails to the kids. At least two. 100% at least two hours. And then you're eating bonbons while you're like, Yeah, I'm just wasting time. (laughs) Drinking wine. What were you going to say? Which, by the way, one of your guys' videos we just watched. um, (laughs) When you're at the party party drinking wine, you're doing all that stuff. That was so funny. Uh, That was really fun. Yeah, we love that. We could go to parties. That was great. I know, exactly. Hopefully soon. Uh, Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Um, but one thing, so with my training as a family systems therapist, we dive into family of origin stuff because oftentimes we go to what we know. Mm, yeah. uh, one, yeah. uh, one of the a person, a couple we had a long time ago on the podcast, New York Times bestseller, they were saying, you know what? Family is the university of relationships. That's where we learn mm-hmm. how to do marriage. That's where mm-hmm. we learn how to do parents. And oftentimes there was some really goofy stuff, but we find ourselves perpetuating that of like, well, I don't know. My mom yeah. did it this way. I just thought that I would, you know, or my dad was this way. I don't know. I'm just that way. So we really also pay attention to language. Well, she's just, she just flies off the handle or he just is always irritable. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Who gave you that name? And when did you accept that? Because that is not your destiny. So we really dive into the power of words. And um, uh, one of our favorite uh, people we have uh, recommend is Marissa Peer uh, in her work, uh, I Am Enough, right? So, and also we focus on, wait a minute, let's look at you. 
what's, what's, what's going on right. with you, right? Because this analogy that I give, so I can want the best marriage. I, I can be the, I want to be the best dad, all this stuff. And I can want that all day long. And it's the same as Melanie, I love you. I want to give you $2, right? <laughs> Hopefully way more than that, right? But I want to give you $2. No matter what I do or don't do, I can't give her that $2 if I first don't have it in my pocket. Right. right. So I got to go mow a lawn, cut, right. you know, do whatever, pick up bottles, who knows what. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I have to have it first right. before I can give it. And that, then we really get into that some, some deep work of like self-love or like, you know, what are some false narratives that I've been telling myself, our, our, our negative uh, um, tape recorder. And so we dive into that a hundred percent and that really goes a long way. It's that, it's that generational, it's that generational thought pattern. Um, mm-hmm. Like we talked about it the other day, generational wealth. Totally stole what I was going to say. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My apologies, Dominic. My apologies. Carry on. I knew. No, no. You already started. Go. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's that generational wealth. It's that generational understanding that that passed down message of X. It's the point of view that you're trapped in that you're willing to fight tooth and nail to stay in to be right. And we talk about this all the time. If I'm right, then she's wrong. If I'm if I'm right and she's wrong, then I'm a winner and she's a loser. I'm married to a loser. Do I want to be married to a loser? No, I don't want to be married to a loser. So why do I keep making her wrong? Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, you mm. talked about, you That's talked good. about what does it, what does it serve? Right. And I love that because I think if you live in a world of intentionality and it's a buzzword that we often use, but if you live in this world of intentionality, you won't say the things to your partner that you normally will say because you know, it doesn't serve the intention. I think that mm-hmm. was more like, um, I get what you're saying. And that actually wasn't what I was going to say. Well, so, there you go. <laughs> sorry. You know I what meant, they say when you're making an assumption. <laughs> I meant more because you said generational and I, and I went kind of to play of what Seth was saying is I think like, we all have these um, thoughts that are stemmed from generational um, emotions, like whether your parent reacted to way, whatever it is. Like I, we had um, a conversation about money because that was our trigger, right? Like my mm-hmm. parents um, dealt with money in a certain way that I was like accustomed to. So then it was always a trigger for me. When, and I'm like, well, well, like these aren't my thoughts, right? These are what I have learned externally growing up. And I think that it kind of plays into like, you can't, until you fix that internal dialogue, how are you supposed to communicate effectively to your partner? If you still have so many unresolved Mm -hmm. issues and emotions, you can, you're always making them wrong, but you can't. Well, I just wanted to mention one thing about that because that idea of like our family of origin is where we learn how to do relationships. It's where we learn what's right and wrong, good and bad, who's a good person, who's a bad person, what's clean, what's not clean. And so in that family of origin, we are handed down almost like an invisible rule book. Mm -hmm. And couples are so unaware that they have an invisible rule book until their partner breaks one of those rules. Right. Right. And then they go, wait, it's like an invisible fence. Like the dog has no idea it's there until it's like, oh, what's going on? So that's where having these conversations and drawing awareness to like, what are my invisible rules? Why do I, what do I yes. actually think people should do around my, like, if you can put a should on stuff that will help you identify your invisible rules. Like mm-hmm. men should do this. Women should be like that. Um, but anyway, that, I just thought that was really popped Super into my head good. and I wanted to share. Right. So let me, right. let me ask you that. Cause I, this is my favorite topic to talk about when we're talking to couples. Is it sex? Yes, it's sex. <laughs> you know what my favorite topic is. Yeah. It's not like, surprise, Brittany, I, all these times we've talked, shocker, I like Literature. talking about sex. 
So you have a podcast, you have a practice, you have a coaching uh, program specifically around sex. Mm -hmm. So let's go into the practical side of sex. Not always, and I would even assert more often than not, one partner is has a higher level of, uh, let's say, desire than the other. A, why is it such a big deal? And B, practically, how do we overcome one's massive sex drive versus someone's not so massive sex drive? Mm-hmm. And I'm specifically talking about Brittany and I. <laughs> I know to say, are you asking for a friend? <laughs> Sounds really. I'm asking for a friend, James Ryan Ostafi, the fourth. I think right out of the gate, that's a really great question. And Mm -hmm. right out of the gate, the first thing that comes to my mind is the reason that we struggle to talk about these things well in relationships is that they are so, um, what is the word? Like it, there's so much shame around sexuality in general. We're typically taught to not say anything, especially women. Like don't say you like sex, you want sex. Cause if you do that, goodness gracious, you're a slut. You are a bad, disgusting lady, but you're always supposed to want sex, but never, ever, ever say that. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really, really mixed messages that come to us about sexuality and intimacy. Like there are basically no messages about what intimacy should look like or be. Mm-hmm. We often think of sex and intimacy as the same thing and they're not, they're two different things. Um, and so I want to start with like, why do we mess it up? Why are these conversations hard to have? Because we aren't talking about these things in a healthy, balanced way. Like think about the line it up with any other topic, food, we can talk about food all day long. How many macros are you getting? Like, what's your water level intake of sodium intake? What do you love? How do, how do you like your how steak? Do you like, your, yeah, cook? Yeah. like, like literally, your if, fajita. If, if we overlay that with sex, I mean, you know, I, could, I don't know if we can get graphic or whatever, but get I guess graphic. Right. It's like, oh, well, what position do you like? Right. Do you, you know, do you know your body? Do you touch yourself yeah. when we're right. not together kind of thing? And there's, there's also a stigma around that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, oftentimes, and I find this is true with so many things just in life in general, oftentimes we have to be willing to unlearn a lot of things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Sexuality looked like this because of my family of origin or, mm-hmm. you know, my the church that I the, grew up the in, church or... you grew up in or not, or, mm-hmm. or what culture says here or there, we have to go, okay, wait a minute. What, what do I really think mm-hmm. about that? And oftentimes when couples get married, we assume oh, well, I don't know. We had awesome sex when we weren't married. And, you know, when we were in college and stuff, that's just going to like continue for the next 40 years, right? Nothing will change, (laughs) you know? Uh, Well, of course, that's not true. People who have been married more than one second know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have to be willing to unlearn those things, right? And we do a lot of work with uh, a really awesome lady down here in the States, in Seattle, actually. Her name is Tina Shermer Sellers, and she runs the Northwest Institute on Intimacy. And she talks about as a, a full sexual experience has two things in it. Basically two things. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. That sounds super easy. Right. But yeah, connection- <laughs> there you go. Hey, well done. Well done. Or, or other really things. But, right? I know. Right. <laughs> but two things, not those things, but yeah. uh, when that does happen, that's awesome. Uh, connection and pleasure. Right. So what do I find connecting that isn't just completely tied to what I learned, what was taught, messages I picked up growing up, right? Because that might not be what actually is connecting for me, right? What do I find pleasurable as a guy or of course as a lady? Mm -hmm. What brings the most amount of connection with my partner 
connection, uh, emotional, oftentimes spiritual too. Mm -hmm. We can go there. And then of course, physical. And then what brings the most pleasure? There's emotional pleasure too, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, what, what, what am I, what, what brings me pleasure when I, when I see her, right. Mm -hmm. Or him, when I smell her or him. And then of course, when I touch and things like that. So if we can really untether our brains of the negative sexual narratives, the shame narratives, uh, the religious narratives that we grew up with and really focus on connection and pleasure. That's when we begin to elevate our true sexual Mm -hmm. experience. Right. And I think it takes a lot of bravery to ask yourself questions as simple as why, why does something bother me? Why does something bring me connection or pleasure? Why don't I want to do this? Why do I want to do this? Right. Uh, Sex is typically so shameful. We, we see it so shamefully in our culture um, that we are just afraid to sit there and think like, what is, what does this even mean? And does it mean anything? And have I assigned meaning to it that isn't really there? Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's just a lot that we haven't even sort of unpacked in that area. And so we're all kind of like, um, like sexual novices in that way. Like we just don't, we have not decided that we're going to do that mm-hmm. really well. We're going to get great at that area of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so because you're asking for a friend, I would uh, <laughs> tell you to tell your friend or ask the, your friend these questions. Uh, uh, have a real conversation about what does bring you the most amount of connection mm-hmm. and the most of, amount of pleasure. Now, uh, what we like to focus on here in, I don't know, AOM land, I guess, is uh, the bio, psycho, social, and spiritual perspective because we believe those four elements kind of make up who we are right Mm -hmm. bio biological psycho what's our psychology um social social you know who our friends are and all this stuff and then of course the spiritual so can we uh, ask ourselves okay when if i'm looking at it through these four lenses Mm -hmm. what is connecting what is pleasurable and, and then, then you just yeah. go through that whole thing, and you know, like, oh, certain, vein, certain touch like sucks. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like aliens are poking at my body. It's right. a Seinfeld reference, but uh, <laughs> you know, don't, don't do that. But yeah. I have to be comfortable enough to tell you that. Yes. And yeah. you're not going to get butt hurt oh, uh, about it. If I say something weird to you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that was a good uh, little, I got that one. Oh my God. I got that one. That was awesome. There you go. Uh, well, you guys, this has been so enlightening. I'm so excited for this episode to launch. Before we wrap up, can you just give a quick shout out to where people can find you, any of your socials? Yeah, absolutely. So we're doing some rebranding again here, but on Instagram, we're all over Instagram, just at anatomy of marriage. And then you can navigate to whatever site we have anatomy right now. I mean, if you, in the, in the very meantime, you can go to the studleys.com or anatomyofmarriage.com, and then just find us at anatomyofmarriage.com on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. So anatomy of family and anatomy of marriage are in one feed. Mm-hmm. Got it. So if you go to anatomy of marriage, you'll find that. And then anatomy of sex, you get a free episode once a month in our AOM feed. Mm-hmm. But then Patreon, we have a Patreon where you get the real yeah. stuff. The dirty, that's dirty. just Patreon. In the dirty, dirty. The dirty, yeah. dirty. Yeah. That the, on the, purpose. Peas, right. the peas, the peas, the peas, the peas, the peas, the peas, all that fun stuff. Perfect. Thank the, you the, so everything. much, guys. Yeah. Dolores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dolores. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you guys you so, so much. much. It's been a blast. <laughs> thank you so there you much, go. guys. Absolute pleasure. I know so many people in our community are going to get so much from this, and I can't wait for them to connect to you guys. So thank you so much. Again, you guys are hilarious and awesome. <laughs>
first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.